From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. The lines are all jammed up like I told you they're going to be. Um, and then from the nine o'clock hour, you guys got to wake up a little earlier. You know, we drag our butts in here early, right, Bob? Yes, we do. <laughs> Let's get back. Just kidding, guys. You can call us whenever you like. Uh, let's get right to your your calls again. William was fighting with his Roku, and believe yes, it or not, here you're still there. Okay, William. So we did some research here, and yes, you can perform a factory reset. And in some cases, the Rokus have a tactile button. Yeah. In some cases, they have a button that you need to stick a pen in or a paper clip to reset it. Okay. And uh, you got to get your magnifying glass out, get some light on that thing, and locate your specific reset button. Some are very difficult to see. Some are very easy to see. Okay. Um, and if you do the reset, then you'll start fresh, right? So when you then connect the Roku to your TV, it's going to go through its pro- its processes of identifying your network and finding your SSID and follow the step by step, and that's usually the best the best way to go about it. If, okay. if, if this was configured before you set up your own modem and and Wi-Fi, it's probably looking for the past network. Yeah, the outdated address, right? Yeah. So by resetting it, you'll have better better luck, considering you have no ability to talk to it right now. Right. Okay. Good. I'll try it. If that doesn't work, I'll use an eight pound dead blow hammer. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, and then check out check out the Nvidia Shield uh, as an alternative streaming box. I, that's what I use, and it's very highly rated. Nvidia is very much known for its graphics abilities and its processing power, and uh, they've got a new one out called it's an Nvidia Pro 2019. So if your Roku doesn't work out and you want to get a really good streaming device, I've had great luck with mine. Okay, good. I'll I'll, I'll do that. Thank you so much. You're welcome, William. Yeah, have a great weekend. Bye. Yep. You too. Bye bye. So yep, factory reset. When in doubt. Especially those things. Let's just go ahead and just start over. It's easier. Let's go to Sherry in Plainville. What's going on, Sherry? Good morning. I called a while ago, so I tried to call early. Oh, that's that's Matt's Matt Slacken back there not answering the phone. I don't know what to do. No, I have um, <laughs> two questions. Yes. Um, one is uh, political in nature. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I hear you talk about five G. Um, yeah. Once in a while, and. Sure. Just interested in finding out how much you think the taxpayers should pay in the Governor Lamont's transportation plan for 5G for commuters in huh? Fairfield and Greenwich. Wait, 5G is a Wi-Fi system. You're telling me Lamont's got a transportation plan that has 5G as part of it? Of course. Uh, I didn't notice that. Of course. We have to move into the future. <laughs> well, I don't think taxpayers should pay a penny for anything to do with 5G. That should be the the companies that want to offer it to us. Uh, that sh- I, I have to go check that out, Sherry. I have, I have no idea why that would be part of our transportation bill. 
Oh, because um, people need to be able to be occupied with their business the entire time they're traveling on the train, maybe 10 minutes faster. Oh, there it is, yes. Out of Connecticut. I did, hear, I did hear that. He wanted to make sure that the trains and all that had 5G capabilities. So, yeah, I mean, um, hmm, we're already subsidizing those things pretty heavily. I think we're losing a ton of money per per ticket. So Absolutely. Tra- so. I would think that the... The travelers who want to use a service should be paying for that by by the minute. You know, basically, if you want to use the Connecticut Rail and you want to get on a five G service, let's charge them three bucks a minute. So, if we have a company that can't make a profit and can't stay in business, then we should get the government to to support it, right? Subsidize Absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my feeling on that, Sherry. We shouldn't be subsidizing that at all. There's plenty of big companies out there that would want to offer that service for a fee, uh, and the, the taxpayer shouldn't pay for that. Oh, okay. That's that's great. Um, my, my other question, um, I am a Luddite from uh, way back, and okay. so I have a zillion problems with my brand-new uh, iPhone that my son got me. It's a free iPhone, Mom. Um, Very nice. <laughs> I'm waiting to see how free this turns out to be month <laughs> by month. Mm. Um, but with junk mail, something um, over probably about a month ago, made my junk mail just uh, explode. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there a way to follow that back, or that's totally a waste of time? Who's your email um, provider? Hotmail. Well, there's your first problem. That's a Microsoft product. Uh, so Hotmail, number one, get off of that service. However, if you still like to use that service, you can log into your Hotmail um, account through a web browser. And then you should go into the spam settings, and you should crank them up. Turn up the the detection to a higher level so it reduces the amount of junk coming at you. But it wouldn't have been one particular thing. It just seems no. like it was very specific um, just about a month ago. A, a type of junk mail? Uh, the volume. I no, mean, the volume, I yeah. get one or two pieces, and then all of a sudden, I'm you know, I get dozens a day. Yeah, most likely they changed something on their settings at Hotmail that did not detect this these these messages as junk. And then I have ones that go to junk that aren't junk, so right. I have to go through my junk mail because it's false things- positives. Yeah, false positives. So again, that free Hotmail service from Microsoft is anything free is you're the commodity. Okay. Uh, so I would tell you that. You should consider a more professional way to get your email. And now, yes, I brought up Bob brought up Proton Mail, used by both the hackers and regular people alike. Uh, that is uh, encrypted mail out of Switzerland. Um, you can try that, or you can try your internet service provider. Uh, bu- 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 and Bob has also uh, we can put a link up there for you as far as how to modify your your junk mail settings and Hotmail if you'd like to. Okay, and then some of them you just hit the trash can and they supposedly go away, and then yeah. other ones you can hit the unsubscribe, and then it comes to please specify an email address that you would like removed, which makes me nervous. And I have to <laughs> fill in my – you already sent email to me. Why do you need my address for you not to send me more? I know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Some of those are legit from legit companies that will actually not send you any more email, and then others are just trying to figure out if they you're live over there. They confirm they've got a real – they, they got, they got, they a got one, one on the hook. Yeah. Well, there's one that's called – this one that I just pulled up says safemailremove.com, which I don't know if that's mm, That sounds like you're being that. put on the list to me. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, Sherry. It's one of the it's the wild, wild west out there. Oh my and God. who knows if that that email could be coming from you know California or you know Kazakhstan or Kazakhstan. You name it. Who knows where it's coming from? 
Okay. Well, that's uh, part of it is wonderful when they do come from those crazy places because I got a little anxious when I read through something mm. um, from what looked like a semi-legit, and then you look and say, these people can't even speak English. Yeah, I, there you I, go. There's your why hint. Don't they, why don't they have somebody that can write a, a sentence? No, that people would really buy into when you realize that they don't have punctuation well, or spelling or... Because they're criminals. And because 2 to 3% of you still click on them. Oh, even... <laughs> so they don't even need to invest in, in grammar school. They just need, they just need to let you uh, click on them anyways. You'll still bite. That's the reason why. And 2, 3, 2 to 3% of 3 billion is a big number. <laughs> the reason they're criminals is they're too lazy to learn how to speak English. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, okay. Sherry, good luck. But Thank I would tell you, you to turn up your uh, spam filter. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I had no idea we were su- trying to subsidize 5G on this as well. Oh, we've got nothing but money to spend here in Connecticut, right? We're, we're just flush with cash. We're going to step out with a for a quick break. Actually, I was leaving the grocery store. I, on my way home, right, I'm, I'm going and saying, okay, honey, we're either going to have Polish for dinner or Mexican for dinner. And she didn't tell me which one. So I'm going in there and buying some taco shells and buying some pierogies and buying a buying a kielbasa and all that. So, and I got some sour cream in case she chooses Mexican. And I get to the checkout. There's not a bag to be seen. Yep. I'm walking out of the store balancing a pile of this stuff in my arms saying to myself, it's the year 2020 almost. I'm in Connecticut and I, I, I'm going to drop my sour cream on the Everybody's bringing the in their own lot. bag. Well, I didn't have them. I came from work. I don't have a bag in my car. I just find it ridiculous. And then, and then you think about Amazon in your neighborhood. If you you can't say you're for the environment and you're dealing with ten cents on reusable bags, and then you're okay with the fact that there's a flood of Amazon trucks coming in and out of our neighborhoods. I mean, hundreds of these guys in and out coming. I mean, you'll get a, you'll get an order for batteries from one truck, and you'll get an order for a shirt on another truck. All the cardboard up the wazoo. I mean, the amount of cardboard we're producing, you can't be thinking that's ecologically friendly, can you? But yes, ten cents on a bag is important. I, I just you should have some logistics. Or as it used to be when I used to work for UPS yeah, way way back, is, you had logistics. The question is that ten cents. Which is called by the governor a reasonable fee, yeah. is actually about a hundred times more than the bag cost. Oh, I know, I know, but I mean, I'm balancing my sour cream. And it's cream. going to the government. It's I not know. going to pay for the bag. I, but I'm balancing my sour cream, and I, I get I get a box of batteries that's in a box so big, full of cardboard <clears throat> and air and plastic. We, How does that make any sense to anybody? We just take it, put it back in the cart, take the cart out to the car. And put it in. I just felt ridiculous. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got two lines open for you. What's your feeling on Amazon? Do you think think that approach is actually ecologically sound? Now, instead of reusing the bags for for garbage bags, I I actually have to buy trash bags. I know. Same amount of bags. We'll (laughs) be right back. we're saving money. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. And we're going to go to Paul in Litchfield next. What's going on, Paul? Good morning. I was looking earlier in the show um, uh, concerning um, Windows Defender and everything else. Yes. I, I have web root. Good. And you guys got me to go looking around, and I realized that I installed WebRoot, but I never disconnected Windows Defender. So I went to one programs and features, and I clicked two boxes to turn it off. It should have automatically been off if it detected WebRoot on your machine. 
No. Uh, what's the word? Where's the program? Where did I go? Oh, there's a feature. Computer. It'd be under security, actually. It'd be under your security settings. Your, your web oh, root should. That's there we go. Yeah, it should be under. That should be turned off when it detects another antivirus already on your machine. Now there, there are actually two check boxes, and both have Windows Defender as running. So I yeah. check them off, and hopefully that was Windows. Looking at the rest of this thing on the control panel. I have BitLocker drive encryption available. Right. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? See, I'm at that computer level where I know just enough to be like totally dangerous. Yes. Where I bring, bring it into your plug and say, it don't work no more, and I don't know why. Yeah. We love those guys. We love you guys. You can, he was in business. Um, so you have a, at least a Windows professional, not a home and business or home right. version. Uh, that is true, yeah. All right, so so based on your first question, you, you only need one antivirus running, so make sure WebRoot is active, and it sounds like it is. For the for Bitdefender, basically, if you have a laptop and you've got any client data on that laptop, you'd want to encrypt the hard drive. So Bitdefender will encrypt the drive so that if you lost your laptop, like let's say you were at a gas station and you left your laptop on the front seat and someone opened the door and took it out of your, lap, out of your car, you wouldn't have a bunch of uh, client data on it that they could access because you would have encrypted it by turning on Bitdefender. Now, this is a home computer. The chances are low someone's going to come in there and, and take your machine out of your home. But again, if you have comp- if you have any client data on there that you w- would be embarrassed if it got out, uh, you should encrypt that drive and use Bitdefender to do it. Now, if you lose that password, no the one's helping key. you. No one's Make helping sure you. Make sure you save that encryption key. Yes. Or you're done. You're toast. toast. Where would I save the encrypt? I should save the encryption key. Say to my backup. Um, a no, USB I, stick. I, no. What's that? No. You could do it to a USB stick or write it down, right, Bob? Well, what I recommend is that you print it. <laughs> you can print it too. Yeah. Put it somewhere safe. It's a very crazy save, ca- bunch of characters. That save you need it to, to a do. USB stick and put the USB stick away. Don't continue to use it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because if you're if you ever have to deal with um, getting back into your system, you need, and you forget that password that allows you to decrypt the drive and use it every day, that key is your only hope. Gotcha. Now, one final question: mm. um, Store. There's a thing here called storage spaces. I say, hey, that looks interesting. Mm. And apparently, I have the ability to set up uh, a a what, what do they call it? A storage space settings. I want you can create a storage pool. So is that is that just a fancy term for I go out and buy an external hard drive? Yeah, it's, it? yeah, it's going to allow you to mess around with your drive settings. If you're happy with how your drive is working, I don't think I'd recommend you touch it. Okay. Don't good. don't get too crazy. Don't get don't spend. Good answer. Good yeah, answer. yeah, don't break anything there, Paul. I won't. Right. Now, uh, regarding you know, we're talking about these people with uh, that can't speak English and so forth. And on the with, uh, on the phishing emails. Yeah, yeah. People well, falling for him. Has anybody ever read some of the stuff posted on the internet by supposedly intelligent people <laughs> talking about spelling and syntax and grammar? Believe it or not, I think you're right in that the culture has gotten to a point where nobody, and I'm just as guilty, that we don't use punctuation, we don't use grammar the way we were taught to, and we become almost conditioned. Yeah, texting. People are shortcutting. Instead of saying, why all you, it's just a you. Right. And instead of saying, for, F-O-R, it's just a number four. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you're right, Paul. I think the culture is changing to just accept 
all that, and that makes it easier for the folks who can't speak the language to trick us. <laughs> yeah, because they look just like the rest of us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Yeah, you too, Paul. Um, yeah, he makes a point. Let's go on to Karen in South Windsor. What's going on, Karen? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I'm just calling, and I apologize if you had already recommended this to the woman who was trying to get her photos off her iPhone, because I kind of caught you on the tail end. That's okay. Do you have a tool um, for her? Do you have a suggestion? Well, no, the, the, the same exact, and I'm completely illiterate with iPhones and computers, so... Okay. Um, so I was trying to do the same thing, and I and the same exact thing happened. I kept saying, yes, this computer's mine. Yes, this phone is there. Yes, it's unlocked. And it would get to the page I used. I always use Picasso to bring the, the pictures in. Yeah. And it kept, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. iPhone wasn't working. And I was very frustrated. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? But yeah. I tried 16 different times. So finally I was talking to a woman at work, and she's like, well, what are you using? I said, I'm using the, the cord. It all was about the cord. Oh. I was using a cheap, you know, stopping at Seven Eleven to pick up a cord because you can't find your charger cord. Yeah, and it's not a data cord. So oh, I that could be. So I had to go. Literally, I just went to the Apple Store and bought a real cord for iPhone. Fifty bucks later. It, yeah, well, it was actually like only twenty bucks. So I just got the <laughs> only twenty one I could get. Yep. Um, but that. I plugged it in that night, and my pictures, everything, boom, like no problem. Good point, Karen, because you're right. I wouldn't, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that. It. Yeah, it was as easy as I was hooking my phone to the computer with with a cheap cord that it, had no data. In just it. It dealing just with a, charging, not doing dealing yeah. with data. All right, good point, Karen. I think that could help so, a lot of people. That could be part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, because the questions came up. I answered everything like she said, and I, I'm hearing her, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix it. I can fix this. I yeah, know how to, that so, sounds great, Karen. Yeah, so I just figured I'd call and let her know that if she's using one of the, the cheaper cords that aren't data. We appreciate the call. All right, have a great day. Yeah, you too. She's like, check off on the movie. I, I know how to do this. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. All right, let's go on to uh, Joni in Windsor Locks really quick here, Joni, before the bottom of the hour. I may have to hold you over. Or Joanne, sorry. Okay. Um, Malware bites. I called earlier about it. I yeah. found it in the listing. Oh, good. It's still there. Uh, how do I get it back now? Well, it is there. So it's it's running on your computer. You just need to add a shortcut to it, right, Bob? Right. So you can write. It's in. Is it in your programs menu? Programs and features, or yeah. is it all yeah. programs itself? The programs. When you hit the you, you know, the little square, the little window, can you navigate down to it? Under, It'll be under, under the M's. M. It's alphabetical. Yeah, I see. It says malware bytes. All right. So if you right-click on that, you can see it says send to start and send to taskbar. So you can, or you can go further down. It says more, and then you can say send to your desktop. Right. So you got to choose what you're going to do with that, based on those options that are right there. Right-click, make the choices, and put it back. You must have just deleted it off your uh, off your bar there. So, so it'll say pin to taskbar, pin to start. Right. All right. I hope that helps you out. Joanne, we're going to step out for a quick break here this morning for the news. So, Dennis, hang on. James, Len, one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. Mike G is posting it feverishly for you. And, of course, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, the the actual links will get right into your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg names them worthy. We'll be right back.
you're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. One line open for you. We're here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Lessie will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. I did post that link up there as far as uh, Connecticut being the number one state uh, to find its uh, schools hit with ransomware in 2019. Seven school districts were hit in 2019 in Connecticut with ransomware attacks. The school district that did the best at resolving them was, believe it or not, Louisiana. And uh, they were able to deal with uh, that because they declared they have a, a response team that is set up by the governor down there to deal with uh, ransomware attacks on their uh, government entities. And, of course, obviously, you're dealing also with a state maybe that did a better job of backing up and dealing with with ransomware attacks in the first place. But uh, I'll put the link up there for you guys to read yourselves. And uh, I also looked at that, that claim that the woman made about the 5G and how we're supporting it. And I did see some stuff on the, the this new metro that that north line there the, the what's that line that goes between uh, Springfield and Hartford I guess that the governor's partnering with the cellular folks to give uh, better service now whenever you see partnering obviously you worry about us paying for it for them but really the cellular folks really should be the ones paying for the upgrades not you and I but there is something to be that is in the news here about us. "Quote unquote," the state partnering with AT and T, T Mobile, and Verizon to improve cellular service dead spots right on the railway. Now you'd think there wouldn't be dead spots between New Haven and and Springfield by now in the year 2020, but it seems there are. Let's go on to uh, James in Enfield. What's going on, James? Hi, how are you? Um, um, let's see. Uh, this has probably been covered before, but. Uh-huh. And I'm not in front of my uh, computer, but I have one old computer I'm trying to get pictures off of and put it on a newer one. I think it's Windows 7 Enterprise or something like that. I'm not in front of the computer right now. But anyway, uh, (laughs) so I I go on and so I click on pictures and I see all the icons and little mini pictures and I click on one and it comes out and say I want to print it and Mm -hmm. I get a little box that says (laughs) it's. Uh, not uh, not find not or image not found or something like that and a bunch of stuff under it. Well, I'm looking at it and it's on the thing. How come I can't do anything with it? Is it just the thumbnail you're actually looking at rather than the? I look at the thumbnail then it, and I can enlarge it, you know, to fill the screen and I can go, you know, I can scan them right through. Right. But when it say I, I want to print one. And then I get this box as image not found or something like right. that. Right, but if you're trying to print it's, the thumbnail, it may not be a full image. You want to print the image itself. Are you, is it is it a JPEG? Is it a GIF? What kind of image? Well, see, this is the thing. I, I had several different cameras they were taken with, and all point-and-shoot cameras. But, yeah. you know, some of them were good. And, and, um, and I'm not sure. Now, can... Can those images be changed from one format to another to use yeah. somewhere if you, else? If you use a tool like Lightshow, um, Photoshop, you can change them to one from one type to another, depending on what type of you know fee, uh, file you created. But it's I suspect okay. the file you're trying to print is not one that's that the machine is understanding, and you're trying to print maybe a thumbnail or something silly, and not the actual photo. Because if well, you if you see the photo. Yeah, I mean, if I click on it, it fills the screen. Well, see, filling the screen is not necessarily the photo itself. To manipulate image, you want some sort of an image software. Right. Um, Okay. 
So you want an image software. Um, Photoshop is a more expensive, but the point is, is that then you can save the images in a, in a different format. Right. So okay. convert them, if you will. Yeah, I, I think, James, you're not actually, I mean, you should be able to print anything you see on your screen, right? But Well, that's. It would seem so. I yeah. mean, it's there. <laughs> so why does it tell me they can't find it? That's that's a strange. That is a strange thing. thing except that I don't think you're actually printing that image. You're printing the thumbnail of the image or something something weird. Well, the thumbnail is basically just a shortcut to the image. To the image, yeah. But the shortcut's not the image. It's it's a shortcut to the image, like Bob's saying. So I think you're not on the actual image itself. It sounds like you're but doing something silly. But if it fills the screen, if isn't you that right, what I want? right click on that shortcut yeah. and choose properties, and it'll tell you what the location of the actual image is. Then you can navigate. It'll say open uh, folder. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever tried that. And then if you go in there and you find it's not there. Right. But it should be, you should find the actual image and print it. Try printing it. I so see. make sure it's a JPEG. Make sure it's a, a common graphical image and if you still can't print it then you got a bigger problem um hmm. but i would think well, you're you're not printing see, some I, some of them i can yeah. um maybe a real old kodak camera i had those mm -hmm. were fine you know i um it was you know only three megapixels or something like that you yeah. know and, and i could always get those but then if i had one with a newer ge camera that i got a few years ago then <laughs> Sometimes um, it might be what the it might be the format that the camera yeah. has. I think it's the format uh, of the file that you're having trouble printing. Yes, mm. but what you see on the screen is called "What You See Is What You Get." WYSIWYG. The graphics that show you the image should still be able to print um, a picture for you, but there's something up with that file that your printer okay. either your printer driver is not understanding or it's not locating the file itself, or you're just looking at a I think a thumbnail of it. And it's not the actual image, but something weird going on there, James. Okay, and uh, what's the best format to for general use and to like try to uh, load on an external hard uh, drive, an external drive? I've also had trouble with that, but that's been another topic. I'm not going to get into. Yeah, now, well, it's but. a copy and a paste, right? So you want to go to your folders of your files, and if they're mm -hmm. in if they're in RAW. They're in RAW or if they're in JPEG. I always use JPEG because I'm not that much of okay. a photographer, though. If you're somebody who really cares about the picture and really wants to edit it and use Photoshop and what have yeah, you, then there's. No, just vacation snapshots. Yeah, JPEG. I would do it in JPEG. That way okay. you're going to do it in a, in, a, in a format that most systems understand. You should be able to copy them that way, too. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can come up with. Thank yeah, I'm much. curious to how, what's going on there, James. Let me know if you what, what, what actually is occurring. Okay. Thanks, James. That's very bizarre. If you see it on the screen, you should be able to print it out. I got a feeling I'm missing something, but I can't think of what I'm missing. Let's go to Len in Burlington. What's up, Len? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I've been having uh, triple play from Comcast and using voice over IP mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And I've come to the end of my two year commitment. Yep. And I heard you recommending UMA. Yeah. So I went on Amazon and I looked at some of the commentary about UMA. Yeah. And I found some really negative things, like it said it took me three weeks to port my number over. Mm -hmm. You don't get a warranty if you buy it from Amazon. Very poor customer service to resolve problems. Yep, you're going to find that with anything. You can list you can list a negative comment about anybody you deal with. Uh, so, but my experience has been was wonderful. I don't even use it anymore. 
But to just pay nothing for your phone line and just pay the F, the, the federal taxes, it was great. And the porting issues, just so you know about porting, it's not necessarily the 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 UMA device is having trouble. Most likely, it's the third party. It'd be the Comcast, the frontiers of the world. We see it all the time in our voice over IP installations for our business clients. They don't want to release the numbers. They make you jump through so many hoops to release the numbers. So it could be that those people are complaining about the fact that it really wasn't UMA's fault. It's the carrier's fault on the re- on the release because now they've made it more difficult because they don't want you to grab people's legitimate numbers, obviously. They want to prove you have the number. And uh, they want to make porting more secure, which is a good thing. But sometimes it's just ignorance on those people's parts that are posting those negative comments that they don't understand how porting works. And customer service, what do you want? It's free. It's a free phone number. (laughs) Go ahead and complain. It's free. All you're doing is paying the taxes. So everyone complained about something, but I've had good luck with it. Um, What about if you want to cancel? Do they give you a hard time if you change? Cancel what? It's free. Uh, Well, they do have small monthly charges, right? If you choose the uh, more premium services, but you don't need to. So you're only uh, all you're well, paying is some the features that I like that I think you have to pay a small amount to get. Yeah. Well, the beauty of this is it's on if you do it through a credit card, right? You just you can, I've never had any issues canceling, but if you always you can always dispute charges for through credit cards if you are yeah. getting a service good, you don't like. Good point. Okay. Yeah, you don't have you to promise. yeah. You got it. You got it, Len. Um I can tell you anything on Amazon. The comments, man. I don't like buying things online anyways, but uh, some of those comments, <laughs> got to take them with a grain of salt. And I'm not getting anything for recommending them. You can use any voice over IP provider you'd like. Uh, they just happen to offer a service where it's just it's free. Let's go to Dennis. Uh, actually, you know what? I got to step out for a quick break here, right? Where's, where's Matt? Yeah, there he is. Step out for a quick break. And uh, Dennis, hang on. Three lines open for you. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. We are back. And let's get right to your calls. You're filling up the board again. Let's go right to Dennis in Windsor Locks. What's going on, Dennis? Hi. Hey. I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, yeah. I was calling about the phishing email spelling. Yeah. And there's a theory that it's on purpose. Could be. A pre-gullibility test. <laughs> you do a bad spelling and you don't catch it, well, you have some gullibility. It could be true, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, people are clicking on them to the tune of uh, millions and millions and billions of dollars worth of ransom. So, Yeah, I got a kick hearing you about your in the supermarket without the bag. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And but then then I go into my my own neighborhood and it's chock full of Amazon trucks. Yeah. And I I was telling Bob off air the other part of that story is even we don't buy a lot of stuff online but when we did we stuffed our recycling bin with all this cardboard, right? And I could I could audibly hear the garbage man cursing me because he was <laughs> trying to bang the gar- the cardboard out of the tr- out of the thing. He couldn't get it out. I could hear him just you know, you F-bombing packed it in me. too tight. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, I don't blame. You can't bring it to bulky waste. And our our garage was just covered in cardboard for a couple of things that we picked up. And I, I, I'm thinking to myself, the state cares about a plastic bag, but I'm I'm buried in gar in cardboard. It just thing I love is they'll they, you know, you you feel guilty about the plastic bag, but they'll print 
billions of lottery tickets. They're absolute trash the same day. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any logical sense to me, and it just I'm I'm, I'm going to drop my sour cream because of a bag problem. It's just crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, Dennis. I, I just. Figured I'd bring it up because I I feel guilty a little bit about I mean you guys know I've been on the air for 25 years I'm not a big tree hugger but to see a army of Amazon trucks delivering individual I might have three deliveries in one day depending on what my wife decided to buy doesn't that feel a little icky couldn't there be better logistics where the one truck delivers everything to your neighborhood why must I need an army of Amazon trucks coming well, in and out of the neighborhood didn't Amazon buy um, Whole Foods they did. Oh, yeah. So you can order through Whole Foods and have them deliver your groceries in your in a cardboard box. Have to worry about the bags. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. So I don't know, Dennis. Okay, well, th- take care. Thanks for the call. Um, goodness gracious, I don't know what we're doing here in Connecticut. Let's go to uh, Kate in West Hartford. <laughs> What's up, Kate? Good morning. I heard your comments about the shortage, shortening of our English language yes. words. Yes, ma'am. Many years ago, I worked in Boston, and across the street was a retail store. Yeah. And their slogan across the top of the store was, you, the character you, yeah. bought B-O-T <laughs> at Raymond's. And that goes back to the 50s. Oh, wow. Long before cell phones were found. All right. So this is already something in the... In the culture, okay. It was, and I just—it just brought back so many memories hearing you talking about. Yeah, that's what you know, it's crazy these days. We're shortening the language to the point where you can't understand what anybody's saying. No. <laughs> the kids well, know what they're very saying. Simple though, you bought. Yeah. It made you know made sense, and it was a slogan. Mm-hmm. Boston area film. Very cool, Kate. Anyways, thanks so much. You got it. Thanks for letting us. Thanks for joining us on this morning. Let's go on to John in Newington. What's going on, John? Hi, um, I have a question. I have an Office Jet 5740 printer, which seems to be printing all the time in the wrong colors. I've done a reset through, um, like, downloading the Office Jet software and back into it. Yeah, for calibration? For calibration. It doesn't seem to calibrate things. The yellow seems to come out as the primary color. <laughs> the cartridge and everything is is the correct one that they require or not require but it's not a fillable cartridge it's a name brand cartridge name brand hp cartridge or a third party no it's an hp cartridge okay so you're using everything you're supposed to be doing yep and it's running off an hp laptop it's running wireless yep that's fine yeah but you're getting more yellows than you're expecting like on your are you trying to match up printing with screen um an image or something like that for like maybe a logo or a no, just just a basic download of something. If you can download a page, the color won't be right on the picture, huh. and the uh, the the font color of the typed items will be a lot lighter than it should be. Dark. It should be black and white, I would imagine. All right. Well, what I'm what I would tell you to th- start with first, if you've already done the calibration on the printer, we're going to assume HP is calibrating its printer correctly, and whatever data it's receiving from you is incorrect. Okay. And generally, that's driven by the video driver of your computer. Mm-hmm. So I would tell you to go up and update your video driver to see if that can be corrected, and that might correct your color issue. It may not. Okay. But if, if we have to assume on one side of, of the aisle or the other, let's assume the printer is calibrated correctly and it knows how much yellow it's supposed to put in when it's asked for. Yeah, yeah. Let's assume that there's something wrong with how it's translating that information when it goes to the, to the, from the video 
it, they, they speak together. The printer and yeah. the video driver talk together. So update that um, and see if that works. If that doesn't work, I would uninstall the driver completely and reinstall it um, to make sure there's you know, no issues there as far as how it's working with the video download driver. the latest driver from the HP From site. the printer, yeah, for the printer. Have you okay. done that yet, Mike? I I'm John. I'm sorry. Good. No, no, I think that's good. Let me try that and hope it works out. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Great show. Oh, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. So... Sometimes it's hard to get all that to work together, but if you've calibrated it, it should work. Let's go to Mike in Wallingford next. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I'm an unsophisticated user, and I'm shopping for a new laptop or a desktop, and I was wondering if you could share a simple checklist for for me as I'm looking for, uh, you know, in terms of security and memory. Okay. And it's just to help you out. I'm not a gamer. Okay. I wouldn't be downloading movies, but more like email and downloading photos from my phone, uh, paying bills online, so security would definitely be a concern. Yep. All right, so generally an i5 processor is what I'm going to recommend. Eighth or, okay. ninth, eighth or ninth gen or better, if you can find it. Um, i5 processor. You need uh, 8 gigs of RAM or more, and uh, okay. a solid-state drive would be nice. It's going to be a little higher in cost there, so you'll have a lot more performance with a solid state or a hybrid drive, which offers some of the solid state performance at a lower price. Okay. Um, and then as far as desktop or laptop, it really comes to your preference. If you're going to be portable with it all the time, then get a laptop. If it's going to be stationary and sitting in your den or something or your office, I would tell you to get a PC. It'll last a whole lot longer than a laptop because they just take a beating. Okay. Makes sense. And how about for security? Uh, I've heard... A lot of your more sophisticated callers talking about you know, some of the security systems that they yeah. use. OpenDNS. You want to configure OpenDNS on your computers, even if you don't buy a laptop or a computer. Um, that's something important to give you give you much safer browsing. It's it's just it's easy to do. We have instructions uh, on our on our website that that you can follow right from uh, the folks at Cisco. And we recommend WebRoot antivirus. Um, don't use the free stuff that comes with the computer. Don't use that. 90-day version of whatever they're going to throw on the thing you're going to buy, um, unless you like the brand, which is fine with me. But we like WebRoot. It's a good tool and does a good job. It's lightweight. Okay. Yeah. And that's W-E-B-R-O-O-T? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much. I enjoyed the show today. Thanks. Good. And good luck. All right. He's out there shopping. Um, so we'll have links out there for OpenDNS, of course, and, and WebRoot and all that stuff that we talk about today. But it's important to get the, the, the security these days compared to the old days when you did everything for free. I mean, in the old days, Kaspersky was not really thought of as a big threat. But now you think about it, it's a Russian antivirus program, AVG, Avast. These are Czech Republic antivirus programs. Nothing wrong with the Czechs. But again, if you're really serious about some security these days, you need to think about it a little differently. And... Uh, Running OpenDNS is a really a no-brainer. You need to be on a safer internet. Um, it's free, and it's powered by Cisco. So uh, I know we talk about if it's free or the commodity, but they're doing it purely because of the business side of the equation. Um, so it's worth it's worth running, and it works well, and it gives you ability to filter your internet and keep it'll keep the kids off the bad sites too. You can actually filter types of sites, um, so your internet's not just the open wild wild west. Thank you, Mike G., for posting everything today over at computertalkwithtab.com. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next in the green room. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week.
If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub.